All right. Huge thank you for tuning in, everybody. It is the coronation weekend here in the UK. How exciting. There certainly hasn't been one through my lifetime. Uh, controversial aspects of it include Harry coming, Meghan staying at home, all the ruckus that came before that. And many of you have also seen our interview with Samantha Markle. And it was nothing but love and support for Samantha. I want a huge thank you to Samantha Markle for introducing me to Paula M., and her channel, I've been watching the videos going back the last couple of years. Very dynamic speaker, very well researched, very tuned in to what's happened in Meghan Markle's life. And also, Paul answers a lot of the questions that you viewers have been sending in that our other experts on the royal family have not been able to answer. So stay tuned for the answer to some of your questions. Huge thank you for coming on, Paula. Thank you very much. Thanks for having me, Sean. I'm actually quite shocked. <laughs> so thank you. I love your channel. I watch it all the time. I really love the one about Madeline McCann. I'm a huge, I'm huge on that one. You know, I actually loved it. I love your guests that you have there. They're very informative, very nice, you know, and very entertaining. So thanks for having me. Well, we've got an array of questions for you. And also just to all of you, Ron Swanson is back. You've seen him on a couple of our videos, and all his links are in the description box. So as it's Coronation Weekend, then, before we get to this other list of stuff I've got written down here, um, what is the reception for the coronation like in the States? And then we'll get into the shenanigans of Meghan and Harry and, you know, the build-up, the negotiations, that kind of stuff. Well, uh, in the States, from, you know, people are very, um, California is more aware of royalty. If you go to Ohio, even Florida, where Samantha Markle is, not very many, you know, it's not very many people know who Harry is, who Meghan is, um, but everybody knows who Princess Diana was, for sure, you know, and the Queen. Uh, but in the United States, it's just around California or places that are very Hollywood-esque that they might have some opinion. Most of them are indifferent. I am Canadian, and in Canada, it's um, you know, in Canada, people are you know, people don't. We're happy about it, but we would have been happier had it been William who became king. Does that make any sense? Yeah. I think, I think that would have been a that would have been a smart move to save the monarchy to have William the King. Hundred percent, yeah. 100%. I'm, I'm, I'm not I'm not joking, and I know many people accuse me of being a Prince Charles. Sorry, Charles hater, but it's just that you know, there's a saying in Spanish. I, I'm sure there's also one in English. You can't throw a stone uh, if you have a glass house, hmm. and his house has is built from very very thin glass. You know, so it's, it's, uh, I feel that there's too much baggage. And it's funny because, uh, you know, I don't know if you're aware that Princess Anne did an interview just now with a Canadian um, television. Yeah, she, she just gave a 23, 24 minute interview about the coronation, her role in everything, right? And they asked, what kind of king do you think Charles is going to be, right? And, and she gave a very, a very, you can take that answer any way you want, but she says, well, there will be no surprises there. You know what you're getting because it's been at it for about, what, 40, 50 years? And she said, he's not going to change. But the funny thing is that he keeps saying that he's not going to be as meddling as he was as Prince Charles. 
So you can take that either way. I mean, for me, if it's not going to change, he's not going to stop meddling in politics. His friendships, his past friendships are quite questionable. I mean, yeah, I, I definitely. mean, what, what, I, I would, what, what, what do you think then of Harry going and Meghan staying at home? What I think of Meghan not coming, um, I think she's done with the monarchy. I mean, what does she need the monarchy for? Really, what, this is a woman who, I mean, I'm not a psychiatrist or anything, but her traits are such that she's a narcissist. Um, why would she expose herself to hatred when this is a woman who needs ad adulation all the time? Do you not think, though, that the, her narcissistic tendencies fall into the bracket of any news is good news, any attention is good attention? And when you said, why would she need the monarchy? The monarchy is the ultimate clout for any potential celebrity. There's nothing that comes with more weight than being this close to being a princess or a queen. So I think it's her level of narcissism that's made her overlook the fact that royals aren't meant to profit off their clout. Royals aren't meant to be allowed to, you know, go and um, use that to make personal gain. It's 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 not meant to happen. So I I, I think that she she knew what she was doing, but at the level of her narcissistic mind, you know, produced oversights with that. Yeah, I mean the the thing is though. You know, Meghan Markle, I believe, is the kind of woman that you say boo, and she thinks, oh, wow, they're booing me because they love me. I, I get that. But <laughs> her, from what I know, I'm serious. She was, you know, living in the princess fantasy. She was living in this fantasy. Did she compare herself to the little mermaid or something? This 40 some year old hardcore woman comparing herself to the little mermaid. I was laughing, you know, I, I was laughing. But I think, I really do believe that. Her main goal, and I've said this, and I and I and I stand by this. This is like when when you're absolute a homeless person, and you manage to get a nice suit, and then you go and eat at a Michelin star restaurant when you know you don't have a penny, and you order the best things in the menu, and you start planning your way out. And your way out is to trash the restaurant, the service, the food, in order to get it all comped. In my opinion, Meghan Markle couldn't believe that she managed to marry that idiot. Sorry, Harry, that she managed to to marry Harry. Here is a word from today's sponsor, Aura. If you Google someone, you can find out all kinds of personal information about them. This information is accessible because of data brokers who profit by selling your information to robocallers, telemarketers, spammers. You can use my link, https dot dot forward slash forward slash Aura dot com. Aura is A-U-R-A forward slash Sean Atwood, S-H-A-U-N-A-T-T Wood to try two weeks for free and see how many data brokers are sharing your info. Also linked in my description box on this YouTube version or scan the QR code on the screen. Aura also monitors your emails and passwords to see if they were involved in a data breach and exposed on the dark web and gives you the recommendations on what to do. Aura has almost every internet safety tool you'll ever need all inside one app. She's modeling her life into Sarah, Duchess of York. Because she sees that Sarah kept the title. She kept the use of the title. Not only that, Sarah was caught on video selling access for cash.
that is a criminal offense. Had you or I had done that, if we were, you know, we would have been in serious trouble. So I, I, I believe that Meghan Markle made huge, she knew she was making huge demands right now to come to the coronation and hoping it would stick because she would not come in lesser terms because in her head, like you say, her narcissism is just grown and grown because there's no accountability to any of her actions. I mean, she committed perjury. Yeah. That's the book definition of what she did in the United Kingdom. That yeah. is perjury. I mean, blatant perjury because she submitted a written statement, which means that you have to think about it. You have to sign it. Your lawyers have to review it. And then you submit it and it's a sworn statement. You know, and this is a woman who's, who's repeating the same manufactured lies since she was 11 years of age, but she repeats them, you know, and, and she can think of something going to a Korean spa, but she won't remember months and months of communications with authors of a book that she was trashing her sister. Yeah. So why would she not feel emboldened to ask more? If you give a, a if you give a mouse a cookie, they will want a glass of milk, and it's an endless cycle. They want more cookies, more milk, more cookies, more milk. It never ends. So it is, it is, it is, it is something, and and my and I really do believe that 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 she feels her narcissism makes her think that she's no longer that she's above and better than Charles the monarch and the queen even. Yeah, I mean, it takes a special kind of person to make demands of effectively a king, you know, and then when she doesn't get them, just throw her dummy out the pram and decide that she's having a kid's party instead. And you know she's the sort of woman, right, that is stomping around her house looking at Harry going, so are you going to your dad's little party or are you coming to your son's birthday? What's it going to be, Harry? You can see it. You can see your dad's little party. I can see the words coming out her mouth. She's one of those, man. She's one of those. Well, well, Archie's running around with the crazy chickens in the back of the car. Yeah, poor Archie, man. Like, oh my God. I By the way, it's see what the home life's like. I want to see if she's. As a, an adoring mother, when no one's paying attention, that's that's why I'm in. You know, you know, is 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 little Archie going to grow up being smothered, or is he going to grow up being falsely smothered in the public eye, and then really just handed over to babysitter and the the royal caretaking? Shall we say? Well, let me tell you something. Okay. I have a friend who works uh, for Netflix. She's really high ranking. I know you don't believe it by the way you look at me, you know, like this crazy last oh, Canadian. I believe it, I believe it Paula. My, I actually, believe my, it. Let me tell you something. My friend in 2019, in the uh, beginning of June 2019, um, I can't say this thing because you're going to know who, uh, but uh, this person was assigned to come and pick up footage in June 2019 okay. in London. Her husband. Oof, all right, well, her husband is a is a very big guy. Yeah. Uh, he his family owns a bank, and um, and she works in PR and everything. And she was trusted to come and get footage with some other people. And and she was telling me that. And then later on, she went to Harry's and Meghan's house for a dinner. They never saw the kid. This is before Lily. 
They never saw the kid. And then they went to uh, this ranch, San Isidro, I think it's called something in California, where they go all the time. They have these cottages, right? And this is when supposedly um, Megan had was there, you know, just giving birth or whatever. She was drinking red wine with this Asian looking, I think he's a makeup artist or something like that. Um, and they stay there the whole day. She never once called home inquiring about her newborn baby girl. And my friend was surprised because, you know, I was, I, you know, I was a woman. I'm a female and only females can be mothers. I hope you don't get in trouble with this. So. But no, that, you're, right. you're right. Only females can be mothers. I'm pretty sure that is. And then that was when you breastfeed, you know, like you're breastfeeding. And at least every two hours you have to, she never, or you have to use a pump, whatever. She never did any of that. She was drinking red wine. Um, and they were there like from, she told me they were there from about 8.40 in the morning and they left around 6 p.m. because they were doing a shoot and everything, you know, and recording. She never once phoned home. Yeah, I mean, you can take that in a lot of ways. I've got kids myself, and, you know, getting towards the end of the summer holidays, you get a babysitter for a weekend. I'm not phoning to see if my kids are okay if I've been looking after them in the summer for seven weeks. No way! If, unless there's a bone sticking through, I don't want to hear about it. You know what I'm saying? So it could have been something like that. But obviously, you would you would think, you and I and normal people would think, if we had the budget that, the you know, Harry and Meghan did, the house that Harry and Meghan did, we would think our kids would be at the center of that. And I think that's where a lot of the time the shock of celebrity and royalty and the distance from their kids comes in. So who knows? But, I mean, I would love to see behind closed doors because I know she is bonkers. And there's going to be there's going to be times as time goes on where she starts slipping up in public, her face, her expressions are changed, she'll have micro reactions, and we'll start seeing what I imagine goes on behind closed doors with, allegedly, allegedly goes on behind closed doors um, <laughs> with her husband and her and her kid. But I guarantee you the words your dad's little party have come out of her mouth several times. That's that. Yeah. Know. Well, you have to remember that she. What I don't have an issue, you know, if Meghan Markle had come and said, you know what, I'm going to marry this idiot. I married him already. Now it's time for me to go back to California. It's time for me to milk this cow. Yep. You know, uh, I am going to use the royal titles because, you know, I want to. And it's going to open. I will have no problem with that. But when, when she goes and says, and, and again, she trashes the royal family. To get out, to justify her fraud, you know, had she left the United, and you know what I was talking, I actually did a video about it, that she's not that smart. I don't know why people keep calling her smart, because if I had been Meghan Markle, let's not forget where this woman was plucked from, okay? Um, had I would have worked my butt off for two years. I would have made myself be so loved by the royal family. I would have been the most humble Latina. I'm Latina, well, biracial person, whatever, you know. They would have loved me so much. You know, you would have been, Catherine, what do you want? You want me to wipe you here? I will go wipe you here. What, what do you want me to do? Want me to break your shoes in for you? What do you want me to do? Like, I, I'll do whatever. Yeah, I, I would have made them love me. And then after two years, I would have started saying, you know what, I'm homesick. I <laughs> But then, you know, but you're honest about it. But you, you put in the work. You no, put in the work. 
Yeah, I get what you're saying. But she, listen, I think she completely didn't have any knowledge of the work. I think cutting ribbons was too much for her. <laughs> Do you see what I'm saying? It, it really, really was. And uh, yeah, it's uh, her nurse, like again, the level is, is unbelievable. Either that or she's the world's greatest manifester. Like whatever she thinks, she manifests. Did you see what I mean? Because our narcissism is off the scale, and to be able to think she can pull one over on the royals is beyond logic. I will give her this. I think she's very clever at picking better praise. You know, like a prey. She's a predator, and she knows how to spot a weak prey. Because Trevor Engelson was a very loving guy. I mean, this guy. These men that she picks, they have really low self-esteem because of, like an alpha guy like Prince William, she would have never been able to get anywhere near William. Like a man, a self-assured man, like a real powerful man and a guy who is completely, you know, a man, you, she wouldn't be able to pull to pull strings like that. Like Prince William saw right through her and I think she hates that. But Trevor Engelson was a very lovely guy. Corey Vitello, very lovely guy. But again, you know, it's uh, she knows how to pick her prey. She's a very good predator. That'll give her. You know, just touching on the predatory aspects of Megan, she set traps. She, she looked at how hunters hunt an animal. She used scent. She used his mother's scent. To lure him in with perfumes and lotions that his mother that is that is next level twisted. Who sits down and goes, oh, I'm gonna just check out what your dead mom used to wear for perfume? Nice one. No one does that. That is crazy. So when you when you describe her as a predator, we can literally boil this down to actual hunting tactics where people use animal scent to lure the creature in and then they strike. It's 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 crazy, crazy level. Of I wonder, you know, I got it. Now that you mentioned scent, I know this is something I've been thinking about this for a while. Yeah. You know how Harry talks about his todger in the book? And then he says that he put the lip balm and yeah. the smell took him back to his mother. Yeah. I wonder if anybody in his family knew about this and told Megan about it because she, you know, she used smell and remember she was very good friends with eugenie and sarah ferguson before she was friends with harry yeah i mean they were really really close you know and it's, it's something i know it's, it's completely off the base clearly but you know it's just something because he you know we humans our smell smell is a very powerful thing you know it's like and 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 for me what i'm thinking right now is like she's done with the royal family the royal family are beneath her and and everything is beneath her Everything is beneath her, Ola. This is the crazy thing. We can't grasp the concept of the royals in her brain. Every, it's, she's, she's gone. She's too far gone, Paula. But I got to tell you something. I was reading something from the spare book, and I actually saw this in another channel, uh, The Royal Griff. She's very good. And uh, she was talking, you know, Thomas Markle Jr. did an interview about Mr. Markle, which was not very flattering for Mr. Markle at all in In Touch magazine. And then she mentioned something about Harry belittling Mr. Markle because the way he speaks about Mr. Markle in his spare book is like he's, he was overweight, his belly was showing, he was buying another, you know, things of beer. It was, it was putting him down very much. It's, so I wonder if... To up to a certain point, Meghan Markle was not made 
to feel embarrassed about her own father because of how Harry referred to him. I mean, the way he refers to him in the book, it's quite denigrating, actually. You know, another photo of Mr. Markle and, you know, in the past, the belly hanging out with another six pack of beer, you know, disheveled. So I wonder if, you know, because the royal group brought it and I, and I started thinking, you know, because given how Meghan Markle likes, lives through appearances, uh, for appearances sake, you know, everything has to be perfect. And, you know, I, I don't know, you know, and, and talking about Samantha a little bit, you know, another thing that I would have done, because you have a sister with advanced MS, right? So Samantha is bound to a wheelchair. She's been for a long time. And uh, that would have been having the royal platform, access to that royal platform. I would have championed my sister's illness to see if you could get raise funds to help her, uh, help them multiple sclerosis foundation, you know, uh, uh, I would have championed that. I would have brought my sister in closer to humanize me, um, to show family, to show that, you know, things that can be overcome. But instead, she demonized her. He, he falsely stated in an email that Samantha was a high school dropout, but she didn't finish that paragraph. She didn't say, but she went back and got a bachelor's and then a master's, you know. But th this is the thing ab ab about Mayor Markle, that this is why I keep telling you she's not a smart person because... Instead, she's trashing some lady, her own sister, her own blood, by saying that, you know, who's in a wheelchair? I mean, I was watching Samantha, you know, the latest interview, you know, the only one I felt sorry for in that exclusive thing in Australia was Samantha. And it's like, you can see her struggles, and Samantha's a very straight talker. So I wonder, I don't understand the royal family, why the royal family didn't reach out to Samantha, to Mr. Markle to Thomas Markle Jr. and said, you know what, this is what's happening. I, I really don't understand that. I don't know why the royal family are so scared of Meghan Markle. I don't know who said we're not going to interfere. You would think that they would learn from past experiences about not in assisting people like that because it was huge. I mean, look where Samantha was literally exposed to Mr. Markle. But, I mean, it's just something very, very terrible. Instead, she used, and this is the kind of person Meghan Markle is, that she used such huge platform. Because the royal family has that huge, massive platform. You are a YouTuber. You are, you're doing your channel. You're wonderful. But you work hard at it, and you earn every subscriber you get. You know, we are YouTubers. We know how hard it is. Meghan Markle got instant worldwide access. And it's really scary that she's been allowed to do all of this. It's really scary. And this is in my, in my very, very humble opinion. Meghan Markle is irrelevant to what, and her actions are irrelevant. But what is major is the fact that there are no consequences to any of her actions. The lack of accountability is what makes her actions dangerous. Because they only escalate when there nothing happens to her. It's it's like a green light. I'm on it. I can go ahead. I can continue with this. You know, but it's just my opinion anyway. So, do you think it's been allowed to get to that point? Because outward opinion assumes that the royal monarchy polices its own house. So her actions, when when they seem outlandish, almost seem justified by the monarchy because they haven't stepped in in time to stop her. Do you think that has created a, a, a bit of public misconception? Well, of course. 
Of course, you know, for example, if let's say, um, because whether people like it or not, Meghan Markle is using a royal title, and that's part of an institution that represents Canada and many other countries, right? Of course, yeah. The head of state is, is the monarch of the United Kingdom. So if you, for example, if you work in the Ministry of Health and, I don't know, or in the Foreign Ministry, Ministry of Foreign Affairs of the UK, if you were there and you're a government employee and you're accused of racism, I think you had a scandal just not long ago about a guy who was having, having an affair with a woman and he was caught on camera or whatever, you know? It was a huge thing. Yeah. But can you imagine if somebody, if a peer, for example, a, a lord or a, somebody uh, from the House of Parliament is accused of racism, of driving another colleague to suicide, do you think that there would not be a public investigation about this? And it would be very public. Depends on the level of politician, I would imagine. Mm. But, but usually, usually they like to take them down. Usually they like these politicians to be involved in really heavy things because, you know, they like to expose them. Yeah, here he is. Yeah. yeah. Oh, no, I, I agree with you. I mean, I'm not, I'm not saying you're wrong in, in the slightest. I'm just speaking out loud. But, I mean, I, I think uh, when it comes to the political side and them trying to intervene with somebody like Meghan Markle... Again, I think they've just been waiting and sitting back for the monarchy to deal with her, and then the monarchy have thought someone else is going to deal with her, and then they've left the monarchy, and now they're in this weird grey area of who governs these people. And we just had uh, Prince Michael of Kent uh, yeah. this week. There was a huge expose on him where he was you know, approached by an, a South Korean gold investment company, and what was said beforehand, you cannot use your royal status for clout. And he was arranging to have uh, these people come in and he was going to do a speech where he talks about how gold is the monarchy's staple for the future and all of this. Completely outed. But do you know what, Sean? See, when I was watching this report, every single thing that could have been legally an issue, his best friend, his lawyer, was the one saying that. So they're very clever because as, as I'm watching it, I'm like, I'm going to get to the end and it's going to be, oh, my friend overstooped the line there on what, what is allowed to be done. And that's exactly what happened. So when we look at Megan's repercussions for her actions, and then we look at the repercussions for Prince Michael of Kent, it's just a blame game. It'll be the same with Megan. It won't be her fault. It's not my fault. I'm Megan. It's everyone else's. And that's what was proven with uh, Prince Michael. Of K he did write a very nice apology letter. He would have made a fantastic YouTube apology video. If I'm, uh, <laughs> uh, it was an interesting case. It was an interesting one. Because I feel like when you watch that, you're like, well, that's exactly what Meghan and Harry have been doing with all of this stuff. So, yeah. But, but did it, didn't it, wasn't he caught before with this Russian thing? The Russian thing. He was also going to bring the, the South Korean gold investment company to the table with Putin. And before he was caught, he was like, Putin boys, me and Putin, me and Putin are boys. We're boys, son. As soon as he got caught, he was like, oh, yeah, I've not seen Putin since like 2003, man. I was that one time, man, that one time. 
do that at that level when you're, when you're, when you're the queen's cousin you can't be going about saying, Putin's my friend I, I, I swear to god the next thing will be hi I'm Prince Michael of Kent would you want to invest in Kent coin the new digital currency the monarch we're going to see the royals involved in a crypto scam and that will give up all hope for the world but that's the thing, you know. I'm sorry, I'm not, but you're funny. <laughs> it is funny, you know. It's funny that we're talking about this because, you know, we at least I got used to the Queen and Prince Philip, and for all her faults, because I'm a big Princess Diana fan. Yeah. Whatever her faults were, and people like to to blame her for everything and call her all kinds of things. She was a hardworking royal who loved the monarchy and who took pride in doing her job. She never took any money. You know, Patrick Jepson, her secretary, he said that, that when she got divorced and stuff, she got offers, like, unbelievable, that, that would have made the, this divorce settlement like nothing, like yeah. nothing compared to the offer she got. And, and when Patrick Jepson brought them to her, and he's on record saying this, she said that she would never belittle herself to pimping or selling herself out, you know, that that would only denigrate her position as a royal and as the mother of the future king, you know, it's like it wasn't something that she would even dream of doing. And I see some other, so many other people, you know, that they marry and they don't let go of the title, and then they, and you go into this, the blame game. Oh, for example, we have Sarah Ferguson. I, I repeat myself because I still think on tape committing a crime, and and nothing, nothing gets, nothing gets done. Had you done that, Sean, or had I done that? We would be in trouble. Meghan Markle misusing their race card, which, and it's illegal, by the way. I actually did a whole video and I found a lot of court cases about it. A man who misused the, 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 the race card to get out of paying parking tickets. And the judge in the UK gave him 12 months suspension. <laughs> That's the UK. That'll have been in the early 90s with some judge in his late 80s who was on the way out. Because I'm telling you now, the wokeness has consumed us now. That's not how that would go now. It would be like, he's trying to use race. Is it? Is it a white guy? No, it's not a white guy. Okay, right, let him off of the ticket. Pretty sharp style, okay? He'll start talking about us and someone will lose their job. <laughs> So by, no, but, but we have we have these we have these things. We have Sarah Ferguson. Sarah Ferguson went to Oprah when she got out. She trashed the royal family. She criticized them, and then she did shows. She's done everything. She's been living rent free in one of the most expensive areas in the in London, yeah. pretty much on welfare. And and then and then she says, oh, you know, I don't I don't use, that. but she's using the royal title now. She's she's exploiting the late queen's corgis. I mean, the queen would be horrified. I really miss the queen. You know, I really miss those royals that did not mix with money. You know that you you get money. That I think they went wrong when they started doing foundations and charity charitable foundations. They shouldn't have been doing that. You know, they should like like. They be they should be patrons. They should not be having uh, charities uh, themselves. They should not be managing money. Well, it's my talk, it's my very humble opinion. It's my very humble opinion. Let's because talk about right, charity for a second, Paula. Okay, because <laughs> that's a bold term. It's a very bold term when we talk about Meghan and Harry's charity. I do believe yeah. that someone went out to their office buildings and uh, no staff, no the nothing. Uh, and it turned out it was just an empty lawyer's like <laughs> stack of offices. 
But listen, it's all funny if we're talking about your niece's lemonade business, okay? And she's got $9, and you go, and it turns out she's lying. She's just been stealing the money. She's not been making lemonade. This is 13-odd million pounds, okay? And they've just got nothing going on. It's really concerning, really concerning. And I completely agree that there's... Uh, Diana done a good job of completely making the world love her when it comes to what she was doing with... Uh, Africa and AIDS and landmines and all. I mean, she was a freaking princess diffusing landmines yeah. before social, not for, not even to post it, not to do a selfie with a landmine, right? <laughs> like it would be now, just because she was a good person. And here's an interesting, here's an interesting question for you. Do you think that there is a category of person like myself who was completely pulled in by Diana? was devastated with her death and you know we'll never really have that part filled when she died was left do you think there was so much put by us on megan to be this new embodiment of diana that when it turned out she was just an absolute waste of time that we all hate her a little bit extra because we feel let down that she didn't fill that hole you know, you're asking the wrong person. I'll answer the question, but you're asking the wrong person. Let me tell you why. <clears throat> I didn't know Harry was dating anybody. I found out when that statement came out. I immediately had to Google her. And I did not understand why the press kept saying this Hollywood A-lister. Because the press really built her up. And then I said, I must be Googling the... And yes, I do Google. I'm like, Megan, I do Google people. Um, I Googled her butt. And I said, I must be Googling the wrong person because the press was building her as this, I mean, this Hollywood A-lister. And I could, I said, I've only seen her in that show. I, that's how I discovered Suits. And I'm Canadian. I live in Toronto, you know. Um, and I started saying, why are they building her up so much? What is this racism? I thought she was Latina. Uh, that she had, you know, I was actually stressed out that she, I was very thankful that, that, that she wasn't. Um, and I said, what are, what racism? You know, it's, it's not really, listen, I've listened to racism. You have to live in Norway and, and then we'll talk about this, you know, and then, um, but it, but it's, it's, it's a completely thing. So people make fun, you know, I don't know, maybe it's the Latin thing that, you know, we laugh about things and everything's funny. Um, it's not the words that you use, it's the intent you use them, you know. I don't know. I mean, but uh, for me, I never, ever saw her as Princess Diana. First of all, Princess Diana was truly uh, naive. You know, she was truly, you know, her background was completely, Meghan Markle was a hard 35, 36 year old woman, divorced, you know. And then when you did a little bit of research and I actually, my Twitter account, I had to leave Twitter because I remember before she married in 2018, I post I posted one comment. I said, "What am I watching the same? Am I is this the same woman people are talking about? She's not an A-lister. She she's gonna come marry that idiot and she's gonna take off to Hollywood. Mark my words. You have no idea what I was called." My tweet was put on as a racist. I was put on, on, you know, like suspended for a while, the Twitter, because Twitter was before Elon. Was My account was suspended for a while. I just got it back uh, not long ago um, because I posted that tweet. I said, mark my words, she's going to marry this idiot and she's going to take off to Hollywood and she's going to trash everybody. 
I was called uh, an old hag, a uh, racist thing. I mean, everything. And then my tweet think, was reported. My, my, my account was suspended. I think so, you know, frankly, if, if, you've, if you've upset the whole of Twitter and all you've had to throw in at you is old hag, you've, got, you've escaped well. Okay, there is there is some horrible people on Twitter. So I, I, I apologize for humanity for what you went through. Because, but I uh, think the only person comparing herself to Princess Diana was Megan. I don't think anybody would see Megan and think Princess Diana. You know, I really don't. You know, I really don't think so. It's like that's what that's where my head was at with it because I never really seen William as being the the, the son that was ever really in the spotlight. It was always the wrong reasons Harry was in the spotlight. So growing up, for me, it was always Harry that I knew. And oh, I totally thought that was going to be his mission, was to find the new Diana. And sadly, that was Megan's impression, so she just lured him in with some Diana scent, and here we are now. Did you see? And it's... I I think she... If Megan had played... If Megan had just played her cards right, she could have changed everything. Right for the royals, for 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 a lot of things, and I think that could have been the next era of Diana-style royals. But instead, she's a crazy person allegedly, and here we are. So, yeah. But you know, it's it's amazing. For, I was looking at something because um, the reason why I got involved into into this YouTube thing was because I couldn't believe. I thought, am I the only one seeing this? Can't anybody see this? I mean, I really thought. Can't anybody see right through this woman? I mean, am I the only one? This is why I actually started because I thought, am I going insane? And I tried to talk to my son and my son goes, mom, I'm not into this. I'm a teenager. Let me be. So, so, so I thought that's why I started because I thought, am I going crazy here? And this woman, and I thought, had this woman, had the royal family had the safety guards surrounding and, and in regards to who gets close to the royal family, Meghan Markle would have not had happened. But because the royal family has, um, like you said, now they're blame game. They're all so crooked in so many areas that, I mean, you have Prince Andrew, Harvey Weinstein, because there were a, a Princess Beatrice's 18th birthday party. This goes how far back it is. Prince Charles invited Jeffrey Epstein, I think, to, to Prince William's 21st birthday. I mean... I mean, you know, Jimmy Savile, Peter Ball, you know, we have all these lovely things around. And, and then had they remained honorable, dignified, respectful, honest, we wouldn't have any Meghan Markles. We wouldn't have any, any Prince Andrews. We wouldn't have any Michael Kent. Because I do believe that the rules are in place but Parliament is failing the British people They're, because all these politicians are corrupt. What was their answer when Charles was writing all those fighters' letters? Instead of being transparent about what did they do, they did a special act that exempted monarchy from the Freedom of Information Act. <laughs> so, you know, so it's 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 one instead of holding them more accountable because at the end of the day. They are a constitutional monarchy, which means that they are accountable to the people. But for some reason, now it's become more of an absolute monarchy. But that's just my opinion. And this is why we have Meghan Markle. Because Meghan Markle, if you try to call Meghan Markle out on what? Okay, you're using the titles. What is she going to say? Hello, Michael Kent, Sarah Ferguson. 
Charles Cash Runners, my charity. I don't get bags of cash. Yeah, they've done the same with Lord Mountbatten. Yeah, protected Lord Mountbatten in the exact same way. You, you've heard the FBI files on Lord Mountbatten. I mean, yeah, and and, and and how he betrayed the people who were killed in the, in, in the war, and instead of actually court-martialing the man, they 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 promoted him to some other place. This man should have been court-martialed for what he did, disobeying a direct order, which caused the death of all these soldiers. Yeah, I've got a new book out called Elite Predators, which um, <laughs> about a quarter of it features. Mount so when Batten, people ask me, yeah, um, when people ask me, what is Meghan Markle's power? That is Meghan Markle's power. That she can say, you you call me out for this? And this is why I was, I've been saying all along, I'm very radical. They're like gangrene. The gangrene has spread everywhere. And what could have been cured with a little bit of antibiotic? You now need to cut the limb. And the only way for me to have prevented this was for Parliament to offer the throne to William because it's within their, their purview to do that. It doesn't necessarily automatically go to the king. And you can actually look it up in the, in the royal website, the succession part. you got, you got, you got to let Ch Charles have a little go. He's waited so long. Even if he just gets on, gets on, be king for a year, and then you <laughs> give it to William, right? Like something like that. I just, I think it's, I think that would just be the biggest slap in. Because if I was Charles, I would have spent the last twenty years going, "Just die, mum, for the love of God, give me the throne or just die." Like this is, this is beyond a joke now. And I think if we were to skip him over. I think that would have been a worse storm than the Meghan Markle storm for the royals. I really do. You think? Do you really think? Totally. Totally. And, and, and don't get me wrong. I'm not saying that maybe it wouldn't have been a good idea for the country. That's not what I'm saying. But just as a son who is who other has brothers and sisters, all I'm saying is if I was Prince Charles, if they'd skipped over me, I would have went nuclear. I would have taken all the royal secrets and just thrown them out of the ch the, the horse chariot as I fled out of the palace, 100%. I, I would like to see Charles do a little stint, maybe five years, then just step down and hand it over to William. Do you see what I mean? Um, yeah, I, don't, I don't know about that. Let me tell you, it, it takes one second to change everything. I've learned from my experience, you know, it's uh, for me... Um, it's incredible what a person, how much damage a person can do. My ex-husband was, uh, uh, that's true. That is true. No, my, my, you, you, one day changes your life. Look at nine 11. Yeah. Uh, I just saw this. I just read this thing about a couple who got married and then I think it was in the UK or the States. They got married and they were in the golf course just leaving the marriage and they got, they got hit by a drunk driver and they died. Yeah. It doesn't take that long to cause so much damage. It takes just a little bit. And, and I really, people, I'm a monarchist. I'm not a royalist. Because one of the things that, that I liked about the queen, let me give you an example. I think she hosted a state banquet dinner for the Chinese president or something like that, which Charles refused to go out of principle. Remember, because of Nepal and, and, and what's his name, Dalai Lama, who just French kissed a little boy or something like that. Yeah, uh, tongue, touch tongues, touch tongues. That was a weird take by the Dalai Lama, by the way. We're not going to get to Had it not been the Dalai Lama, had it not been the Dalai Lama, this holy guy, and it had been another older man asking that of a little boy, what do you think would have happened? Oh, man. Well, you've seen what happened on Twitter when you made a post. So okay, I'm just yeah. saying, I'm just saying. Give me one second. It is actually... 
it is actually quite disturbing to tell you the truth. Paula, I think from a PR perspective, you're totally right because people see Charles with Camilla. They knew that he was with Camilla before Diana, the marriage occurred. Uh, the rumors of the, you know, even sleeping with her before the wedding night and moving her up to Queen, you know, from Queen Consort to Queen. I think a lot of people view that as a slap in the face, whereas William was more of a clean slate. And if it had passed to William, I think that it would have really boosted the popularity of the royal family. So I, I concur with what you said. Well, yeah, and also because, as I said, Charles brings too much baggage. He really, really does. You know, like, for example, he's going to be the head of the Church of England, but he was not allowed to marry it in a church ceremony. You know this. I think you know this because you're a very smart man. I actually have gone and looked because, you know, the Marriages Act has only been altered twice or uh, amended twice. Right. And the last time was for um, for uh, gay marriages. So I looked at the royal marriages, the, the royal, the chapter 45 or article 45 it's still there. If any senior royal uh, uh, royal cannot marry in a civil ceremony because he or she disqualifies himself or herself from the lines, they have to because it's the head of the Church of England. Right. They have to be in communion with and the Church of England because. Charles championed this for two years. He wanted the archbishop to marry him and Camilla in a church ceremony as it needed for him in order to be king of England, right? And, and the church said no, because they deemed Camilla to be an adulterer. And that's on paper. I can actually I can actually give you the paper from the church that said that they cannot marry Charles and Camilla in a church ceremony because she did not meet any of the four criteria for marrying in a church ceremony. So therefore, they could not marry them like that. And I remember at the time, I think his Lord Chancellor or something like that had to come up with, uh, well, the European Union and the human rights and it says that the marriage is legal. And it's such huge sophistry because nobody was questioning the legality of the ceremony. But it's whether or not that ceremony disqualified him for the succession to the throne or exceeding the throne. Nobody's saying that the marriage was illegal or that he was not entitled to get married in a civil ceremony. But you know, there, there are legal requirements for everything. If you're gonna get a top job, sometimes they ask you to, you cannot have this, you cannot have a criminal record, you cannot have this. It was just one of those things. And I remember the House of Lords said, wait a minute, we should really do a, like a write a bill for this, you know, <laughs> something specific for this because by him doing that, he's he's disqualifying himself. So I really do believe that the cash for honors, his very questionable friendships, you know, for whatever failings the queen had in Prince Philip, whom I adored. Prince Philip was a man's man, you know, no, no safe spaces for him. He, he just got on with the job, you know. Uh, whatever you may think of it, people looked at them for... I don't know, you know, something that's still, I don't know, even in the most modern era, people still want a husband and a wife, the parents, you know, marriage for some reason, you know, something is solid. I don't know how to explain it, you know, it's like, but you look at Charles and Camilla. I mean, Andrew Parker Bowles is invited to the coronation. You know. I, I don't know. I really don't know. You know, and then I, it's 
you you look at them and you don't think of something of a real love story that they're trying to you know and what really bothers me is the dishonesty of it all the need to trash others or create a different narrative instead of coming out and saying you know what i was growing around in princess diana i never really loved her we were gonna use her for to have children you know camilla was in love with andrew parker bowles and then you know because she was but then you know later we started having you know an affair we can we never stopped having the affair and uh yeah that's what it is we're really sorry maybe then i think i would i would i would relate to that i would say okay you know what this is what it is but now they're making this up just like megan and that makes a mockery of the whole monarchy this is why nobody trusts it and this is why charles is having such a hard time people saying the what's it called the oath of allegiance will you be saying it <laughs> will you? we'll be live streaming some of our guests i think on the day for all independent uh coverage <laughs> <laughs> well at some point if you're live streaming it they're gonna do an oath of allegiance will you say it? i doubt it <laughs> you doubt it and, yeah. and you know what i think people are having a hard time about it is because you have pledged allegiance to the heirs mm to the throne nobody wants to pledge allegiance to to harry no. right or andrew no. oh, oh. <laughs> well let, let me ask you this question then so it was lord mountbatten who brought jimmy savile into the royal family and then savile was the one who became a marriage guidance counselor when Di and charles were having problems what what do you think of that well, actually, from what I read, Princess Diana didn't want him as a marriage counselor. I, Charles was angry because Diana said he's really creepy. He was actually deeply offended about it, you know. I mean, and, the, and everybody talks about Princess Diana being daft, being this. I've heard so many people trash her or, or, you know, it is, you know, it's hard for a dead person to defend herself. It's really hard, you know. Now everybody says, "Oh, Diana," and I hear people. I I've heard some people. I mean, oh, that she was this, that she was a narcissist. I, you know, I really don't think so. I really, I really think that she learned to fight back, and she knew that the best way to fight back was to improve her image. You know, and 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 not only that, you know, something that comes. There was something about her, and I think you know, you you know that Sean. It's really hard. Especially even a YouTuber, I get so much hatred. It's not even funny. Uh, but with Princess Diana, it was. I always think that the people who are disabled or have some sort of suffering, they can identify something in the other person. You know this, which is why it was so easy for her because deep down, whatever her flaws were, and her flaw was that she wanted her husband to be faithful to her and have a decent marriage. Um, um she was a sweet person inside and she really cared and people could see that this is why she was so popular i let you know what i'll tell you something yesterday i i own a farm and and i and i grow papayas organic here i mean i will send a little video and you'll see it these ladies some of them don't even have electricity and they're like 22 23 years old one is 19 years of age right and they're working in the fields with me i work with them along with them 
And I was talking, one of them heard me, I was doing a video, right? And one of them goes, uh, Mrs. Paula, what are you doing? I started telling them. He goes, oh, are you talking about Princess Diana? A 19-year-old girl in the middle of the woods in Nicaragua knows about Princess Diana. Wow. You know? It, it, and I was like, you know about her? And she goes, uh, Alison, how do you know about her? And go, who doesn't? And they're all talking, you know, she was so beautiful. Look, she did this and she did that. She was, and I'm like, you all know about her? And I'm like, yeah, yeah they all know about. And this, these are girls that are not exposed to a lot of stuff. Princess Diana has been dead how long? 25 years? 25, 26 years? So they weren't even born when she died. Wow. No, but I'm serious. And I was absolutely shocked. I'm like, damn. I said, you, re you really know? And I said, are you sure we're talking about the same woman? He goes, yeah, 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 yeah. And one of them pulled her little phone and she goes, that's her, that's her. You know, and they started Googling her and it's like, this is her. So for me, I, I, I find that that kind of love, that kind of connection to people, you can't fake it. It's something that you have or you don't, which is why, this is why I like the queen because the queen didn't pretend you know this is me i am the queen i do like you but that's not my character you didn't see the queen all bending down and i hate it when some royals do that because it, they're doing it because princess diana was doing it and they saw it was popular do you think charles has made a mistake then boosting camilla um, from queen consort he should have kept the queen consort in honor of diana I think he should have kept his word and said that she would be Prince's concert to begin with. Because that's what he stated in a public statement from Clarence House when he wanted to marry her and he was championing her. That's what I don't like, Sean. The lies, the gaslighting. And then whenever I point that out in my channel, I am called uh, um, a Charles hater, a monarchy hater. Uh, you know, And it's like, wait a minute, I am not making this up. It's a public statement by Clarence House when he, before he married Camilla, he stated in writing that she would be known as Princess Consort, not Queen Consort, not even that, you know? So I would not have a problem with her being Princess Consort at all. But Queen Consort? No, I would never. This And this is the thing. And this is why Meghan Markle... People like Meghan Markle, Sarah Ferguson have so much legs because they see how much Charles has gotten away with. So he doesn't have the moral authority to tell people, stop. The first thing, Jimmy Savile. Second thing, Peter Ball. Third thing, Harvey Weinstein. Fourth thing, Jeffrey Epstein. Cash for honors. Meddling in politics. Even even that letter that Megan, the letters that Megan sent to the letter to Congress, called calling senators. Not as Rachel Meghan Markle, but as the Duchess of Sussex. Even that, Charles can say, stop it. Royalty doesn't do that because he has so many letters that he's written. So much he has interfered in UK politics. So, I mean, I, I could be wrong, but. And look at Samantha. Look at Samantha. And for somebody like Samantha, it makes it incredibly much harder because not only is Megan using the instant worldwide platform she got when she married Harry, but in spite of the fact that she's abusing it, misusing it, 
lying about it, nothing happens to her. And this is that she's doing, I mean, it, it takes some, I mean, Meghan Markle is pretty much out there lying in a world stage, <laughs> committing perjury in the UK courts. I mean, and, and nothing happens to her. She went on Oprah and called the royal family racist. She lied about everything uh, and nothing happened to her. So I do admire Samantha in the sense that, I mean, <laughs> she's going up against something really big because the world, and right now in the United States, nobody, you don't hear anything about this spotlight thing. Nothing. You know, Pete Dinah, I do this Pete Dinah, she's a, as a, she's a, a lady YouTuber, she's, um, her, she's black and people hate her. She's American, people hate her. Because she calls out Meghan Markle. She gets, she gets, you have no idea how much they trash her. And whenever I do lives with her on her show, you have no idea the emails I get from people trashing her. So Paula, what do you think about Oprah's role in providing a, a platform for these lies? I think, I think, well, it's very obvious to me. I mean, Oprah has, uh, she's always had like a, an agenda for some reason she's resentful uh i really do believe oprah is a woman with a big chip on her shoulder i mean white people made her a billionaire and now she's hating on them so every chance she gets she trashes white people you know it's like i i don't know if it's politically correct to say in your channel you know but i really think oprah hates the fact she's you know oprah also has lied about her history she was a very popular miss tennessee or whatever it was that she was you know like she even her family have called her out. She was not that poor. She was not abused or anything like that. Her her cousins and family are calling her out. She was very popular in school, just like Meghan Markle was. She was not a nerd, lonely, you know, nobody cared. No. Oprah was Miss Magazine, Miss, Miss Tennessee or something like that. And that's how she got her scholarship. And then she had an affair with a married man, a network, a high executive at the network, which gave her the first break and made her show go national. And her first show was on how to catch a man. Wow. So, and it's, and it's when they get to a certain, and you can, you can Google it, it's there. And, and when they get to a certain level, they suddenly want to erase that history and want to become respectable. Oprah went on an interview. I think it was, she was in England at the time she did that interview. And then she said that all the people in the South must, the old people in the South, you, you saw that interview, right? I posted it so many times. They were asking her about, she did this movie about a butler or something like that. And then they asked her about how was the racism. And then Oprah, I mean, it says, all the old white people in the South must Nobody called her out. This is a very famous interview she gave. Wow. I thought you well, heard that interview. She, she's been all over the place with that interview. I've seen a lot of exposés on Oprah. I just wanted to get your um, thoughts. And they definitely, you know, we interviewed Lady Colin Campbell, and she said that Oprah and Meghan, the whole plan was just to monetize the royal family. Absolutely. I mean, look at Oprah. Oprah was very good friends with Harvey Weinstein. And you know that Meghan was in 2014 at the Toronto Soho House. Harvey Weinstein uh, did the premiere for the imitation game. And they rented or they hired two floors at the Toronto Soho House. Right? Meghan was there. 
She was hired as, as a carpet filler, which is called what, you know, she walks the carpet, she entertains the, the guests and stuff like that, right? That was her role. She was a carpet filler. Basically, if the VIPs are here, she entertains them. And, you know, you walk them here, you walk them there. Are you telling me that Megan, being how driven this woman is, having Harvey Weinstein, the biggest producer in Hollywood, is not going to approach him? And Harvey Weinstein was incredibly good friends with Oprah, along with Jeffrey Epstein. So there, there's something that's very nefarious. At the very end of the day, all these people are connected. They're linked. They're all linked, not rank. People, people keep sending me this yacht girl thing. Is there anything to that? Well, it seems so. I don't know if she, some people said that she was on yachts, but I mean, if she was in Soho House, Soho House was very famous and it's very well known for for hiring these uh, these startlets, you know, and uh, matching them with really wealthy guys, you know, to make them happy, make of that what you will. But it is something that happens in Soho House quite a lot. So Meghan Markle, I mean, the last time, even in Budapest, when she was, I think it was in Istanbul, the opening of that, there's actually an article in the Daily Mail that they did, and they, there's Meghan Markle in a picture, right? When, that they didn't, they, they didn't even name her. She was the carpet. They said that the, the girl hires to walk the carpet, and there's Meghan Markle. Mm. And then they put the pictures, and they name everyone there except Meghan Markle and guest. You know, it, it's it's. There is something that's very nefarious, you know, when the Me Too movement came um, and Oprah was asked to speak speak out because of Harvey Weinstein. And she said, I support the Me Too movement, but she didn't speak out about Harvey Weinstein. You know what I mean? It's like and they, they, wanted, they wanted her to denounce Harvey Weinstein. She never denounced him. But she said, I support the Me Too. It, it, it's a really, really, I hate that word salad that they do. I really do. They don't take a stand. They're sitting on the fence, you know, because Harvey Weinstein knows where her bodies are buried. You know this actress Monique, right? No. This black actress Monique, she did that movie produced by Tyler Perry and Oprah. I think it was, um, yeah, Monique, yeah. And, and then they asked her to promote it, uh, Monique. Uh, they asked her to, she'd done her job, she finished promoting it, and then she was contacted to keep promoting it. And then she says, I can't do it anymore because, you know, she was not getting paid for it and I fulfilled my contract. Well, Oprah and Tyler Perry completely trashed her out. Completely. I mean, if you Google Monique and Oprah, you'll get all kinds of, that's a guess you want to have in your channel. Uh, if you want to do a proper expose, because this Monique lady, she talks about, how Tyler Perry, they called her, and when she says, you know what, I'm with my kid, I'm with my husband, I just got married, I fulfilled my obligations, I'm done, and if you want me to do this, you have to pay me an extra. And Oprah and Tyler Perry were, com they completely blacklisted her career. And she is very candid about it. The same thing with Tony Braxton, you know, that the famous singer? Yeah. It's, it's, it, it, it's a very long list of bodies behind Oprah and Megan wow. is part it's it, it, I don't know why it's not sending alarm bells to people that Megan had Oprah at her wedding 
So the other thing I'm getting asked, Paula, is about the the pregnancy bump, uh, use of surrogates, oh, yeah. that, that kind of thing. None of my other guests has been able to answer uh, on this well, subject. Well, let me tell you something. If you read Spare, I had a C-section when I gave birth to my child. Okay? I had to have a C-section. I had an epidural. Um, it, let's go by what Harry described because this is the closest thing or the only thing we have on record about the pre the childbirth, right? According to him, and correct me if I'm wrong, because I lived in the UK, I lived in Richmond. I lived in St. Margaret's and then in Richmond. And there were Nando's there. Nando's, they don't do 24-hour delivery. I don't know, at least when I was living there, I don't know if they do now. But according to Harry's account of that child being born, and I'll tell you something else about Lily. Um, it took two hours from the time they left the house. They got to the hospital and they left. We have to take into consideration going and coming back. This woman bounced a ball, uh, was put in a bath, was given an epidural, gave birth. He ordered Nando's around 4 a.m. in the morning because if the baby was born at 5.26 a.m. and they were only and it took only two hours, that means they left home around 3.30 in the morning. And he ordered Nando's around four or something because when he got to the hospital, he was hungry. Why would he be hungry at 4 a.m. in the morning or 4.30 when, you know, I did this in my channel. Like, Is he high or something? Because you get the munchies, you know, when you stuff like that. But uh, no, that's the only explanation. I mean, come on, guys. You know, I've been partying really hard and I've been drinking. I don't do drugs, but, you know, not, I, I do alcohol. But, you know, when I was younger, I would party and you're dancing all night and you're drinking and you're dancing and... And around 3, 4 in the morning, you know, you head out in, in, in Canada. We used to have the shawarma stands, you know, and stuff like that. And it's like yeah. they made so much money, you know, because and you get out of the partying thing. So that's the only reason I would see Harry ordering Nando's at 4.30 in the morning, which is closed, by the way. Uh, one of his bodyguards went and got him some Nando's at 4.30 in the morning. So within two hours, this woman bounced the ball, was put in a bath was given an epidural gave birth and went home it will never happen no doctor will let you go when you've had an epidural because believe it or not i know this is a little bit crass i'm uh, my my first career was physical therapy um but they have to make sure that you pee and poop because they need to see that there's no nerve damage um that uh, because it's an epidural you know it goes in your back i it takes it takes at least at least four hours for you to start feeling your legs. You can ask any doctor. No doctor will allow you to go from a hospital. I mean, basically this woman went and cut the kid and took him home with an epidural. So that means that somebody carried her in an ambulance because there's no way she could walk. And then they posted the, these pictures of her and Doria with the newborn baby with Megan sitting up supposedly in the book it's there you know in the book supposedly just giving birth she's sitting on a, on a couch or something like that my and with lily let me tell you i've spent i have spent 134 dollars and 99 cents trying to order six uh birth copies of birth certificate for lily beth diana mountbatten windsor born june 4th and you know you you ask these things online you can do that and every time I've gotten the same answer. Make sure to verify your details because there are no records matching 
this description. And it's like, and I call them and and then I go, please, you better tell me that it's because it's a judge order. And he goes, no, if it was somebody that is sealed, like we would, the answer would be unable to release these records. Yeah, they do in California, they do. My cousin is also, he's a sheriff in, in California, the Westwood, I barely live here. And I asked him and I said, can you, can you check this thing? And he goes, yeah, there's nothing there. You know, just make sure that you check the name. And I sent him that. And I said, you know, I'm sick and tired of spending money on this because, and not only me, other YouTubers have done it. So something is not right there. I, I mean, there's nothing. And, I, you know, I get so many. And you know what really bothers me? One of the things that we all, we are all the same and we are all guilty of it. It's like the haters and the lovers of Mega Markle. You see the hater. We all make excuses. If you're a hater, well, she's hiding the bump and she's doing that. If you're a lover, oh, no, you know, she's being prosecuted for this. At the end of the day, it's very simple, Sean. In order for a royal child to be included in the line of succession, there can be no doubt as to the legitimacy of the child belonging in the line of succession because there are constitutional repercussions to this child being in the line of succession, right? And privileges. So this is why the records before that used to be law that you had to produce the, the testimony with the doctors and that had to be somebody present. I think it was the home office, uh, home secretary had to be present at birth, right? But with Prince Charles, that stopped. And the queen said, you know, we're going to release the easel with the signatures of the doctors, you know. Blah, blah. The only one who hasn't done it is Meghan Markle. And it's the only time that the palace got the time wrong when the child was born. So I don't care. I don't care if Meghan Markle couldn't have the child and they use a surrogate. I don't care if they're honest about it. Because probably they would have been able to champion a change in law, you know, because why not? You know, gay marriages might happen. You never know. So maybe what if Prince George is gay and, you know, he, he wants to have a child. So they change. Don't make that thing. So no. <laughs> it's not a bad thing to be gay. No, you, you just triggered something in my head there with the, the narcissism of Megan. Is she so forward thinking? that by having a surrogate, there's some get-out clause where if something was to happen with the kids and Harry, she could be free of all of them by saying, well, I was forced into um, using a surrogate and all the rest of it. Like, does she have the... Like, what would it actually mean if she used a surrogate? And do, do you see where my brain's going with it? Yeah, because well, the, the thing is... It's the thing out, Paula. Do you see what I mean? Like, she's going to have... Yeah, you know but she's I mean? already accepting them, accepting them as their as her as her children. Yeah. And the problem that you have now with the current law is states that the children must be born out of the woman's body. Okay. That's where the law stands right now. Because that, that's, it, that's for that's for that's for the monarchy, right? That's for the monarchy, the that's royal the monarchy. children, because yeah. it involves it involves adopting a child. Even if it's did you know that in the United Kingdom, unless they changed the laws last year. If you use a surrogate, the child legally belongs to the surrogate. They, ha like, they have to go through a process and adopt the child. Uh, I, have it, no, it, I have no idea. Uh, you're probably right, 100%. But no, I, Googled it, I Googled it and I contacted... Uh, um, uh, I, believe I believe you, Paula, 100%. I believe you. I'm in the United States, it's different. In the United States, it's different. Yeah. You enter into a contract, for example, Kenny and Kim. Okay. They used the surrogate. There is a contract with an agency, right? Then when the child is delivered at the hospital, 
The certificate of live birth does not have Kim nor Kanye's name. It will. It needs to have the surrogate's name because she's the one who physically delivers the child in case because of insurance. You know, so I would imagine it would be as well for if something happens and they need to do a blood transfusion and things. That's like what this. I mean. The, yeah. the person who gave birth has to be because of yeah. medical insurance because yeah. if that person suffers any consequences during the makes birth, sense. Yeah, it makes yeah. sense. And then what happens is once the hospital gives you the certificate of life birth and they always make sure you have to make sure. And this is a big thing in California because they said, oh, I'm a you want me to, in the middle of my child giving birth, you want me to check the details, you know, that you have to, because yeah. the certificate of life birth, you can never change it. You can, you have to ask um, the authorities to change it in the birth certificate. The certificate of life birth is a record, just like, for example, when Catherine gave birth, that they have a doctor's signature, you know, that, that you can't change that. You can amend it later on, like they did later with Archie's birth certificate, putting Meghan Markle, the Duchess of Sussex, right? That you can amend details in the birth certificate, sure. but in the certificate of live birth, you can't. It's, it is what it is. This is why you have to double check it. Do you think, so, if, we're, yeah. if, we're, if we're talking series here, Paula, right? And we're looking at something like a surrogate. For me, the big the big thing isn't did she use a surrogate. It's if she did. Why? I think she did. I think she did. I think she did. I mean, I, I don't know why so many people are uh, afraid to answer this, but it's just listen. I was a pregnant woman. I I can, and I was there. I was doing weightlifting. I was playing volleyball. So uh, you know, and I mean, and I, I I was riding horses. I stopped at a certain age. I could squat, but you know, you you can be you're a man. Put, put a basketball, put a basketball, or even a volleyball. Put it a, a, get a little shorts and put the volleyball right above it. And try to squat with your legs closed, with your knees closed. You can't. You can squat with your legs open because you need to make space, physical space, for for the the, 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 the volume of the, of the belly. You no, know? No, no, I get it. I get it from an actual medical decision point of view. She sat down as a woman and decided, do you know what? Surrogacy is the one for me. That is, that is a totally normal thing. Perfect. Really, Perfect. really close-cut case, not exciting. But for me, right, the exciting thing, Paula, right, is they left the monarchy, right? Was, was she told she has to use a surrogate and she can never go down as the mother? Was that part of the deal? Was that why they were allowed to get away with so much that they have right now? Do they have something over over the monarchy regarding the baby. And again, with her level of narcissism and her forward planning, what would it mean for her and her escape plan? Because obviously, do you, do you think that she's so far gone in the narcissism that she would cut ties with Archie and leave Harry and Archie together? I don't think she would, but who knows? Uh, but for me, the, the mystery behind why it, it fascinates me because, again, woman's choice, that is 100% a woman's choice, and that's that's fine. But it's weird because it's the royals and because there's so much conspiracy surrounding them anyway, it wouldn't surprise me if we're going to find out in a few years and this is going to be the huge drama. Oh, Meghan is not the mother, and if her kids are ever in line for the throne, etc., she can have nothing to do with it and all the rest of it. I, I, I smell a fishy plan. Is what I'm saying, Paul. I can't tell you what, but I smell fishy plans in the mist. Hope you're enjoying the podcast. Here's a word from our sponsor, Rocket Money. Many of our viewers have saved thousands using Rocket Money to save the money off subscriptions they didn't even know about. 
Rocket Money cancels subscriptions for people that are tricky and time-consuming. Rocket Money also alerts you to subscriptions that can save you money. Try it free for 30 days, just enough time to try it, and then completely forget about it. In fact, over 80% of people have subscriptions they forgot about. You could be wasting money and not even realising it. Rocket Money helps you find those forgotten subscriptions so you can stop paying for ones you don't use. Rocket Money is a personal finance app that finds and cancels your unwanted subscriptions, monitors your spending, and helps you lower your bills all in one place. Stop throwing your money away, cancel unwanted subscriptions, and manage your expenses the easy way by going to rocketmoney.com forward slash Sean, S-H-A-U-N. That's rocketmoney.com forward slash Sean, rocketmoney.com slash Sean. Thank you for supporting our sponsor, Rocket Money. Enjoy the podcast. Well, I I don't think that for me. I think that what it is is like, you know, you know what, Ron? I, if 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 she had said to the royal family, you know what, I I want to have a surrogate because you know for whatever health reasons, that that was actually a very legitimate thing to do. Yeah. For health reasons, I'm much older. It's my first birth. You know, it's just it's difficult for me. I am very sure yeah. that Parliament and the and the royal family would have been very accommodating in amending the law. For, for as long as the children have the same DNA of the royal, because it's the wording that's the bitch right now. Of course. It's that the child has to be born out of the woman's body. Yeah. But if, for example, if, if, if the wording said as long as the children have the DNA of the royal and the mother, then they're in the line. Of, that, that's a different story. My issue with that is that had she said that and had been honest and the family said, you know what? Of course, we have to change with the times. That was a missed opportunity for her. We're going to change. You know, we're going to amend the succession law, just like the queen did in 2014. Yeah, of course. And we're going to do this open and open and transparent. But my yeah. take on it is that once the royal family found out that Meghan Markle was committing a grift or a fraud, instead yeah. of calling her out, they went along with it. Yeah. And it's like, you know, when you go along with it, for I don't know if you've seen this, Okay, I have a buddy, and one time he came in and, and he was cheating on his wife, and I was complicit to the cheating. And the, not, I wasn't, it wasn't cheating with, but, you know, I would lend him my house and, you know, just make sure, you know, blah, blah, blah. In a way, I was complicit. And when, when he was caught, and, you know, I didn't want him to get caught because if his wife found out, I'd be in trouble because I went along with it. You know, I was helping him in many ways because if the royal family found out about it, because let's face it, they have in my six. Yeah, if, of course. if the royal family went along with it, that is fraud at the highest level. Because let's not forget that the reason why they had a home secretary, the law had, was that they had to have a home secretary there, is because they didn't trust the royals. Because when they couldn't produce an heir, they would try to do whatever, you know, they would sneak children in basins, you know, when they, the, the yeah. basins that the woman was giving birth and all kinds of things, you know, or if the child died, uh, died during childbirth, they would try to yeah. sneak somebody in, you know. So this this is why you know laws you know, were created for certain needs. But the, problem <laughs> is, the problem with changing the word into DNA, and excuse my term, but all the royal bastards from the last sixty years are going to come forward and go, "I have the DNA, I have it, give me my cup," and that's where the problem is going to come in. Is you're going to have all of these, these, these. But it has these, to be born out of marriage. Born out of marriage. 
yeah, but we, this is this is what I mean. They'll just change that then. Do, 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 do you see what I'm saying? So, yeah, but they have to, the, my problem with that again, it's not, it's not that she had a surrogate. I really couldn't I'm care. Saying, I don't understand. And the monarchy. I'm angry with the current royals for denigrating and taking away the respectability of an institution. Because I've, you know, I worked in diplomacy a lot. I worked in embassies and stuff like that. My ex-husband also worked for the Ministry of Foreign Affairs, Norwegian Ministry of Foreign Affairs. One of the things that is very good that the queen had was that the queen was like Switzerland. You know, it was neutral. Anybody, you can always hold talks with the queen because she didn't trash anybody and she didn't take any political sides. In so, public, publicly in public, maybe. In public, yeah, that's what yeah. I mean. But yeah. you, that was a very good tool to for her. For example, people who criticize her that she hosted a, a Chinese president or you know Putin, for example, and then whatever. Do you, think, do you not think she had that capability because she genuinely was a, an intimidating person to a lot of countries and and world leaders? Like she's the frick, she was the freaking queen. You know, she was she wasn't going to mess around with a lot of things. I think people forget that she was a no nonsense woman. And I think I think she had a lot of people at her on her strings as opposed to them having them on, on theirs, if I'm being honest. But I think that I think that the reason why the Queen was so powerful was because she was very well respected. That's very true, yeah. Plus, you, you know, know people wanted for example, and this is something that Charles can't have, because that is something that I mean, I the Queen was not feared. The queen was incredibly respected. I mean, whenever the queen was around, you would stand up a little straighter. You know, you try to look at your nails. You, you know, it, it, and this is a lady who didn't have to say anything. She commanded respect. She earned respect with her actions. Whatever she was human at the end of the day, but at least, you know, she she commanded respect. I mean, I remember one time I saw her. I was we were she was coming out of Buckingham, and she was this carriage thing and i was in london and i remember i looked at her and i mean her skin was so white so transparent she was wearing the crown and I'm like oh my god that's the queen and i was in the street you know like and i'm like and, and you and, and you were like wow this is the queen and i remember i was out in the street with a bunch of people and we all stood straighter you know because the queen i'm sure she she never thought or anything but you know it's just the fact that the queen was you don't do that for charles i think he was egged or something like that yeah, I think as well, you got to look at when the Queen took the throne and the era yeah. that they were coming out of and going into and what look at the world and the monarchy a hundred years, the 1850 and what was going on with the Commonwealth and all the rest of it. I think there was that overhanging fear from the residual trauma of the last 200 years of the monarchy that, you know, fell at her feet. And I think you're right. There is a definite respect factor that we had for the queen because i couldn't imagine i mean i couldn't imagine what would happen if someone egged the queen i think she would have them taken to the palace st have have a body double sent to the police <laughs> i think she was respected because of her capabilities and there's a fine line between loving someone and respecting them and not wanting to upset them so that you you lose 
you lose your hand, you know? And I think it was a, a fine balance that she had. But at the end of the day, she was an old lady towards the end. She looked like a like everybody's granny. But what yeah. I wouldn't I would not have messed with the Queen. I would happily no, no, mess no. with Charles. Give me if see if Charles had a Facebook, no problem, mate. I'd be on there firing the memes off. But I couldn't have done that to the Queen. Because... I can tell you, I, I was I was I was uh, I was very surprised because a lot of people I don't consider myself a feminist. I really don't. I don't, not by feminist standards nowadays. <laughs> I like a man to be a man, and I like to be a woman, you know. I'm, I'm not gonna compete with a guy to bench press 400 pounds, no thank you. You open my bloody door, you pull my bloody chair, and if you invite me to dinner, you pay for it, you know? And, you, and, and you know, you're here. I'm sorry. I'm like, I'm very old-fashioned. I'm sorry. I know what you're doing. Right. Right. I, really you like, I really like it. I'm very Latina that way, you know? Like, so I you am not You shouldn't have to apologize for that. Do you know what I'm saying? People are no, I, 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 I got suspended for saying that the other day. Oh, I was just about to say, don't get me wrong. You've just triggered a couple of hundred people who are like, I'm sorry. What? What? <laughs> And I can see them in the comments now. Yeah, I'm talking to you, person who's currently typing a comment. It's okay for everyone to choose their own path. Okay, some people like to have their chairs pulled out. It's, it's okay. No, you but know? but I am I am, uh, and I teach that to my son. You know, like my son and my son Henrik is like, Memor, you open the door. If she doesn't want to, fine. You know, yeah. you respect that. But you open the door. You know, if you go out to dinner with a girl, you you even if you're not gonna see her again, thank her at the end of the night. You know, thank you for such a lovely time. You know, manners yeah. make make it the men. But but the queen, I liked her very very much because every time we all think that our era is different. You know, yeah. but it wasn't born in our times. Blah, blah. Although yeah. internet is a different animal, I gotta tell you. But but. People forget that the queen came into a very uh, Spanish uh, macho situation. It was very machista. It was very male dominated. She was looked upon as not very smart. Everybody thought they knew better. She was very insecure. It was like everybody was older than her. Pretty much everybody envied her position. Um, this is a woman who had to fight the times england was going through a lot every every year things are going through a lot england was very poor remember that the second world war everything was people it's just that we are very selfish maybe because i'm such an old woman you know but i i, I people forget back then you know like they think this is the only depression you know like this is why the queen kept calm and carried on you know it was not the first depression it was not the first crisis it was not the first war it was She's seen it all, and she always, you didn't hear her bitching about it. You didn't hear her, I'm going to a psychiatrist today about it, you know, or needing a safe space, you know. Yeah. And this is why I think people respected her, because she got on with things, and whatever was going on in her world, we didn't hear about it. She did yeah. her job, she got up, she did her things. You know, like my son the other day he was telling me he's studying uh, aerospace engineering. He was telling me how hard it was. And I said, "Get a job." You know, like, and, and yeah. I worked three jobs when I was going through university and I had a full time career. He's like, "That's so hard." I said, "Screw that! You go get a job." You know, like, but I'm a different era. You know, so I, I love the queen. I don't think I think that the reason why people loved her is because they respected her. They respected what she stood for. She didn't pretend to be anything else other than what she was. Yeah. 
Um, what you just said there about the era that she came up and the division between men and women and how she overcame that, that will have created a massive amount of respect that could never, I don't ever think, could be emulated. You know, we're never going to have another time. Um, but let's get back to the Meghan Markle. Why I'm so angry that and the, why Meghan is so powerful. I think that the royal family went along with her grift. Yeah. And now they came out because let me tell you, not only the royal family, that would mean that the royal family lied to parliament. Because now they're saying you have to take our word for it that it was her who gave birth. So this is their downfall is the covering up because you're complicit with a crime. And this is why, for example, let's say that tomorrow we find out that, that, that Meghan Markle used a surrogate, which basically would remove the two children from the line of succession and would make her and Harry guilty of fraud against the UK government. But wait a minute, there were checks in place for that. There are procedures in place for that. They can't say, oh, well, the MI, we didn't know because they must they must double check that the doctor, because the doctors they said that deliver Archie have come out on Twitter and say we weren't in the country. But then she changed doctors and then the doctors, she doesn't have any privileges at that hospital, you know? And, uh, and, and so for me, what's wrong with the monarchy is the fact that they cover up and only when they get caught, because let's face it, this thing with Harry, I mean, <laughs> they covered up so much for Harry. It's only now that he's not under the umbrella of Buckingham Palace that that we're seeing what really goes on in that guy's head. Actually, I did my video today about, because if you, people don't understand that the long use of drugs, it has a severe impact on, on a person, especially if they start very young. You lose about two eight points in IQ, which is why I was asking if Harry was slow. Um, and they don't recover it after they stop using. And Harry hasn't stopped using. He's increased his intake instead, right? Um, and it creates depression. It's linked to suicide. And it's also paranoia and schizophrenia. And let's not forget that I see that a lot in Harry. And they're easy to manipulate. And their brains don't function the same. Because Harry, this guy, has to drugs. And I'm, I'm wondering... How long has Harry been doing drugs? And how serious was his drug use that we don't know about? And now he's facing the consequences in the United States because unlike the UK, the United States, they want to know and they don't want things covered up. They want to see his visa application. And not only that, and this is one of the things my, my cousin sent me that link because he's a sheriff, I told you. And he said that a lot of immigrants make the mistake of thinking that state law applies to them, and it doesn't. State law does not apply to Harry. It's federal law, and it's illegal, federal, uh, across states. To He is committing a crime. He's describing a crime. So could he get deported for this? He could be in jail. He's stating a crime. They first jail you and then they deport you. That's a crime that he's saying. Not only that, he's endorsing, he's promoting the drug use in a foreign country while being in, under an immigrant visa. And I don't understand. I understand the Heritage Foundation um, wanting to see the visa records, but they should also be pushing for the fact that he's breaking the law, federal law, which is 
And what, the thing that he's doing is two-year minimum in jail. That's for lying on the application. No, the, well, the lying on the application is five years. But what the yeah, if you lie in a government document, that's a federal crime with a minimum jail sentence of, of five years because it's a it's an official document. Yeah. You know, and then if you are as an immigrant promoting the drug, even if the, even if the use of marijuana is legal in California, it's not legal across entire states. And therefore, it's a federal crime because immigrants are subject to federal law, not state law. Wow. So, he's so seven for years. that, he gets a minimum of two years. And it will suit Megan very fine because I'm pretty sure that Harry's on, on her way out list. She's done with him. I mean, what I don't do you know. Think what, her, what, what do you think her plan is next then? Because Samantha said she's not going to stop until she becomes the billionaire president of America. Well, I don't think anybody will take Meghan Markle seriously. Document. If we lied in a federal document, we would be dealt with swiftly. And they seem to be dragging this oh, out. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Let, let me tell you something. I have a friend of mine. Um, I even just found out she was not a U.S. citizen. She lied, but she she they didn't know because she she came here very young, and her mother never really legalized her, you know. But and then her daughter was born here, and then you know she managed to get a social security number and everything. So everybody assumed that she she was a British an American citizen. So when she yeah when when her daughter was born, I mean, and her daughter is like thirty two right now. And she found out that her mother, because now they research you, you know, and the mother is not a U.S. citizen. You know, the mother never bothered to check because she came when she was two years old, you know, from Cuba. So she never bothered. She assumed she was. She didn't have a, an American certification and she got a social security number. So she never really bothered to check. Yeah. She thought she was born in Florida, you know, but she wasn't. She came from Cuba to Florida. But it's, and, and, and now, my friend, her passport has been taken away because basically came from a lie. Her mother was not a U.S. citizen. Right now they're in court trying to figure that out and the mother was taken away. Right? Your mother was taken by ice. I mean, I shouldn't be laughing, but it's just, it's, it's incredible. We couldn't believe it. What do you think, Sean and Paula, will be the extent of the repercussions if we're talking about lying on federal forms, and we, we really hit this from the highest point it can go, what do you genuinely think, Sean, would happen to Harry? Do you think anything at all? Nothing, think nothing at all. Yeah, I, I, that's, yeah, I agree. What do you think, Paula? I don't know. I disagree. You know, like, um, you know, I really do believe that 2023 is going to be the year um, that wokeness ends. It's going to be the year when I think people have taken this woke movement to a point of no return. It's now affecting uh, people's wallets, uh, th their ability to make a living, to earn a living. I was actually talking to, to a, a friend of mine this morning, and he says, you know what? I mean, this is really stupid. The uh, buzz, um, what's it called? Toy Story? Yeah. Disney did a thing about Toy Story, and they did something inclusive. And they and they spent two hundred million, and they only made like two hundred and twenty million. And then Warner Brothers came; they spent one hundred million, and they're earning. They did it normal, not just regular. No, they didn't have to worry about inclusivity, and they're already almost at nine hundred million dollars earning. 
I agree with that, but I think what he was getting at was there's one law for the likes of the royal family and their offsprings, and there's one law for the masses. Yeah. Like, you know, other members of the royal family are not going to be held accountable for certain things they've been alleged to have done. Um, but anyone else would be SWAT team raided and serving life in prison. So I don't, I don't think that the US government would um, employ its vast resources to go after Harry for these infractions. Well, it depends because I really think that the internet is going to be the downfall of many of these. I really do believe this is a very personal opinion. People like Jeffrey Epstein, Harvey Weinstein, John of God, they were able to get away with everything for so many years because there was no internet. Now, something happens in India, and within minutes, you can be watching it, seconds, you can be watching it in the UK, in Central America, and Canada. So this is what was their downfall, because their victims kept at it, and they kept being more exposed. The, the, the media was not so easily controlled because they can't control the internet, which is what the United States is trying to do right now by censoring and passing this law censorship and, and you know managing all your information even if you don't agree with it they, they can look into your information and stuff like that but i really do believe that the internet is the internet is the downfall of many many people i was talking to sean about it Ron. i was just saying that um now before powerful figures were able to shut down stories because yeah. they could control the media but again i mean a guy with a phone you know yeah. snaps it and the send button is the, the undoing yeah. of pretty much every major politician or every crook or everything. That's how they get cut. That send button and, and, and the phone is not is their enemy. Yeah. So public pressure could see that this does get an indictment on Harry then. Absolutely. I, I really do believe that. You know, like uh, in, in people right now, uh, we have a more selfish society. You know, before, when I was growing up, I don't know about you, but I see it nowadays. There's no sense of real community. It's sharky shark, basically. It's, it's, there's no sense of community. We're going to help out. It's like, you know, we're, everybody's into exposing everybody. I don't know if you noticed that. Yeah. Everybody's into exposing, and the bigger the person, the bigger the fall. So I see that, you know, I do, I do live sometimes with uh, the angry Budnik, Matt. He's a British guy, you know, he's a, he's a blogger. And he's a, I love him. I mean, he gets suspended all the time on YouTube. <laughs> <laughs> he, he trashes the BBC. He does his BBC lives. I recommend you have it because you would laugh just to yeah. that you talk to everybody. And it's like, you know, he, he was doing the... the um... <laughs> I mean, what, what, what's his name? Like, what's his name, Paula? What's his name? The angry bootneck. He was actually uh, he he did many tours of Afghanistan and stuff like that. He, he so he was talking about Harry and all that. We're laughing about it, but watch his channel. But beware because he gets suspended all the time. And then, uh, but uh, we were talking about politics and things and BBC Live. He basically trashes the BBC. <laughs> and he calls everybody. Nobody's safe there. But he does it in such a funny way, you know. Nobody can call him out because he says, "I'm just speaking like a white bloke," you know, <laughs> you know, like the minority. <laughs> Almost, like, but it, he's really, really funny. But but people like him, people like you, people like me. We look look at me. I, I have a, a small. I mean, my channel is very small. But people listen. 
and it takes one person then this person knows 10 people and then this 10 people know other 10 people yeah. before you know it's a whole chain so i really do believe that the biggest challenge that these huge people have right now is to make us believe that we can't change things which is why in my channel i would say we can i know i don't want to sound like obama because i don't like him but uh, it's like but people actually you can the biggest challenge People like the royalty is is the long game that they call it. It's like for, to wear you out. So you shut up and you forget about it and just move on to something else because they're counting on the fact that society nowadays, there's no sense of community. People have a very short attention span. Um, and yeah. And, you know, and people like shiny stuff. You know, the youth nowadays is not. Hello. <laughs> One of, the, one of the one of the things that we've not touched on much on this channel, and you you know a bit about from watching your videos, is Markle's mom Doria and um, the the history there and the absence. Could you fill us in on on the the, the mom's backstory? Well, you know what, it's very interesting because I actually I know that there's two court cases, uh, there's two file records on in California with Doria Ragland. I tried to get them, and one of them, I got back a letter saying that it was sealed. So uh, clearly, there's something there because if you if you Google and I mean, if you go to one of those websites where you can ask for the um, how do you say the the records, you know, and then you get two records on her. One is for a minor thing about not paying taxes. I think she was fined like a thousand dollars or something like that. Um, but the other one was sealed. I couldn't, I couldn't, you know, once it's sealed, you can't open it, basically. You know, they, they won't give you any info. It just said record sealed. That's it. You know, and uh, it, does, it doesn't even tell you contact her. No, it's record sealed. So it's done and dusted. But I do believe, I mean, one of the things that has always been incredibly frustrating for me is Mr. Markle's refusal, even in this spotlight seven thing that I saw, it's like, at no point did he say, I didn't raise Megan to be that, like this. What she's doing is wrong. She owes me an apology. Instead, he went on and said, oh, Harry's a nice man for marrying my daughter. I love them both. And it's like, there's zero accountability on his behalf. And then I'm looking at Sam, a woman, and, it, and then, the, I mean, and he has his daughter, disabled daughter, right next to him. That can be good for Samantha's lawsuit. Mr. Markle saying that he's open to communications and, and you know, it's, 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 uh, he loves them both and, you know, thinks, uh, I, I am shocked about it. And, and you know how we all criticize Tom Bradby for not asking or not challenging Harry? How we criticize Oprah Winfrey for not challenging Meghan Markle and Harry and those stupid lies he said? This guy, Mr. Markle repeatedly went on to say that he raised Meghan from, sixth grade all the way to college by himself there was no follow the obvious question where where was Dory? <laughs> excuse me sir where was megan's mother there's no follow-up on that there's no question from the room this is why i find and this is what bothers me i don't know if, if mr markle told him that because you know how big celebrities are that they tell you oh we're not going to talk about this we're not going to do this unless you, you do this and blah 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 right you can't ask me about this. You know? So I don't know because that question was not asked nor answered. And then uh, 
that was a, I don't know about you, Sean, but I mean, you can ask me anything. I'll tell you anything, you know, because I don't have a problem with telling because I'm not scared of answering questions. You know, I have nothing to hide. There's a big difference there. I don't know if I'm making myself clear with this. Yeah, I'm just curious more about Doria, though. I mean, what was her backstory? How did they meet Thomas? Well, and, according and to Tom, Tom, well, she was the assistant makeup artist, and I think it was a soap opera in the United States where Mr. Markle was the lighting director, was doing the lighting, and that's how she met, how he met her there. And she was, but also according to Tom Bauer, she was selling drugs. She was a, a drug seller, a drug dealer. She was dealing drugs there. She was there. This is Tom Bauer, and I don't. I believe that Tom Bauer is not going to go on record saying something like that. You know, uh, I think his his sources are pretty solid, and we haven't seen a lawsuit come up, come out his way about that. And we know how litigious those two can be. So they met there, and Mr. Markle fell for her, and then they got married. She had a child, and within two years, you know, it's so funny. It's like she had a child, and then she wanted to divorce him. You know, the fight started and all kinds of things. And then she divorced them. And, and if we put little pieces of things together, Megan says that they moved across. I mean, so many lives because in the Netflix thing, Doria said that Meghan Markle went to live with her from the age of two. She was raised by her in a black neighborhood, but she never had the black conversation with Meghan Markle. I mean, and um, so I really, and then I am a mom. I'm a mom. And, and, I, and, and, and I mean, you have to be really cold hearted to give up your child like that because there are so many stories that are put out that she was a travel agent and this is why she her job prevented her from seeing Meg. I mean, I, I even made a joke the other day on my channel. I said, was she a spy? You know, because, no, really, what kind of job would prevent you from seeing your kid that lives across like 40 minutes? And let me tell you, in LA, 40 minutes is nothing. That's a nothing distance in LA. I, I don't know if you've been to LA, Sean. I have. I lived there for a while. Yeah, I've been a lot. 40, yeah. 40 minutes is the standard. You know, and uh, I, I don't know about her. She and, and then in the Netflix thing is she's blaming herself for never having had the conversation with Meghan Markle. I mean, if you're black in America, that's the first thing you do. I mean, even even Michelle Obama said she had the conversation with her daughters, you know, so she would have to have the conversation with the bodyguards of her daughters, you know, because um, but yeah, but Doria, who supposedly suffered so much racism, didn't think that her daughter living in an all-black neighborhood would not need to have that conversation. So mm -hmm. to me, and it's frustrating that the Markles don't answer it. I don't know why they're still protecting her. And I, I really have a feeling that Meghan Markle, because now you're starting to see articles about Meghan Markle's friends' concern about Meghan Markle and how they they they, they are urging her to reconcile with Mr. Markle after his last plea. I'm I'm just worried for Samantha. I hope I, because I do believe that Mr. Markle might. She needs him to testify at in, at the lawsuit. I I wanted to see more of Samantha and Thomas videos with megan more pictures of them there that would have helped her lawsuit you know i didn't see any of that i didn't see any backing from mr markle to samantha you know and i think that doria is the driving force behind all of this i really do believe that harry 
you know, really, really, I really think that Harry thought that he was pulling one on the royal family and he, he got himself into something. He, he's not even, he doesn't even know what, what he's, what's going to happen to him when Meghan Markle's done with him. I really do think that he thought he was pulling one over William and all the royal family. And, and he doesn't know that the only one hurting himself, it's him. Because all of the things that he said are detrimental to him in the, at a time for divorce. I mean, in that book, he comes across really poorly, misogynistic, trashing that major on Eton University. He comes across as incredibly privileged, mounting women, trashing Rebecca Brooks, I think her name is. Uh, I mean, wanted to kill his father. Uh, you know, we, we know now that, that he didn't pass Sandhurst on his own, that he was an aide who helped him because, you know, the, the, the what is it called? The, what, the phone hacking, William was caught saying to, to Catherine that, you know, it was an aide who did the test for William, for Harry. Sorry. So we know that Harry's not a very bright person. He's not a very smart person. He's a person doing drugs, clearly. And a person who's... who's my view is that he's got some impaired, he's impaired. This is like a drunk person trying to drive. This is Harry, impaired. This guy's impaired most of the time. If he's doing drugs, he's impaired. I think the love is the, the most dangerous drug that Harry's on for Meghan. Like his, 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 the way that she's consumed him, that is the more dangerous drug that I think. I think I'm not saying you're wrong, by the way. I'm just chiming in. Uh, let, me, I, let me ask you a question. When you're drunk, I don't know about you, but in Latin America and in Canada, when you're drunk, they say, oh, I love you, man. I love you. Oh, my God. I love you. I yeah, love right. you. I mean, you know, Harry's pretty much impaired all the time around Megan. Even when she said that when they did the first date, then he went back to his cottage, whatever it was. He said yeah. that he was high on tequila and doing weed and Megan called. This is why a lot of relationships, I don't know if you know this, but a lot of relationships when a person is an addict and the person is getting cleaned up, they fall apart. They break up because then the person, once the person becomes clean, they start seeing things in a different way. Do you know what I mean? There's a cloud in your head and it yeah. lifts when you're clean and you do see your everything because You no longer love the man. I don't know you, man. You know, it's the very next day you, you do the walk of shame kind of thing. You know? <laughs> I, I, I don't know. I don't even know you, buddy. You know, just don't call me. I give you my phone number. Shit, you know, what am I going to do that? You know, you, you give your yeah. personal details. You give everything. I do believe that Megan keeps... And Doria not, has... I really... Harry's impaired. This man does not look healthy. And what a better way for a narcissist to shift blame if everything goes completely wrong than Harry's substance abuse. You know? Exactly. Another bit of forward planning there. This is interesting. Honestly, you, you are triggering so many conspiracy theories in my head. And I don't mean well, because of... conspiracy, but just no, 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 no. No, no, I don't mean because of what you're saying is a conspiracy. It's just there's so many little bits that until you start talking about them, you don't see where they all start joining together if you see what I mean. And it's it's been a really fascinating conversation because the surrogacy thing and then the federal uh, law breaking and then the mum and then, can I ask you a question? Did you see the Australian interview program? That was yeah, that, that, that's the one that I was talking about, Mr. Markle. I, I just couldn't believe that he didn't. I was so disappointed. I really felt that Samantha was thrown through the walls there. 
Oh, I really? really? Sorry, yes. I was away for that. So, it, wow. So you, th- no, you think? No, no, not at all. That you feel like he's he's turned the corner now, and is now on on team. But Megan? how did you the conversation? I I'm love them kidding. both. I love them both. I'm open to anything. Uh, Harry's a nice guy for marrying my daughter. There was not a negative word about Meghan Markle. There was wow. no, at least for, un, unless I missed something, but there was no acknowledgement on his behalf saying, yes, yeah, she's hurt my daughter, Samantha. Wow. You know, there was no don't backing. Think, don't, you think might, don't you think they might have cherry picked the interview though for that, for that? You know, I don't know. Much. I don't know. This is the thing. I don't know. I mean, I'm just going by the bits that they, unfortunately, I only have to go by what's there. But at no point did right. I hear Ms. Markle. I didn't raise Megan to talk to her daughter. I don't understand why she said she doesn't know them. She grew up with them. And here's the footage. That would have helped Samantha. That would have at least put it out in the public domain. Because to the internet, nothing forgets, even if it's lies or, or truth. But yeah. it's out there. There's wow. nothing, believe it or not, you have no idea how many of my subscribers and emails I got, how how disappointed they were. That's wild. That no, but wild. did you watch it? Did you watch it? No, I've not seen it. And I was away when you guys were talking about it. And what, what I came back to now makes sense with you talking about her dad. Because I was like, well, what, what do you mean? And that is unbelievable that he has turned a corner and is now. But he a- said that, right, Sean? You saw it? Did you see it? Well, no, I, I didn't see, but, but quite, quite, quite often with those programs, they film you for hours and hours, and they distill it yeah. down to just sound bites. Sure. So what was left out might be more representative of his true feelings. Sure. Well, from what you've, what you've just said, he said, perhaps that is an olive branch to reconciliation. But why? In order for you to reconcile with somebody, there has to be an apology and acknowledgement of mistakes. I don't mean that he had to trash his daughter, but he, I have a kid. And, you know, people talk to me as, as, as though I don't have a child. I have an only child, my son, you know. Where I am, you have no idea. Helicopter moms are nothing, have nothing on me right now. You know what I mean? I am all over my kid. And I have always taught Henrik to be accountable for his actions. Because for me, as a parent, I have to make sure that my kid is liked in society that my kid does well, that my kid knows how to how to interact, how not to be mean, how not to be a bully, how not to lie, you know? Because that is, for me as a parent, I have to give my son the tools to be able to thrive and succeed in, uh, in, a, in an environment. So Mr. Markle, you know, hired Nickelodeon. He talked to his buddy, this lady Nickelodeon, when Megan didn't get an answer for that letter. To make her believe that, that she was more important than she was. And they were both in the lie. They knew that Megan knew that her father was lying. And he knew that she knew that she was lying. So from a very young age, Megan Markle's message in life has been, you, I will make sure you get away with everything. And Mr. Markle at no point, and I saw the whole thing, unfortunately, at no point did he said there was no need for her to, to, to do and said the things that he did to Samantha. Maybe you're right. Maybe yeah. they cut it out because it's not yeah. sensational enough. But Mr. Markle's yeah, closing argument statement is, I love them. I love them both. Harry's a nice man. Thank you. I want to thank Harry for marrying my daughter. He's a nice man. You know, like uh, I'm open for any conversation my way. I want to know how I can fix this. I want to, how many times do I have, I mean, 
there is no, at no point any accountability. And I, and Samantha, I really, and, and, you know, I really urge you to watch uh, the Royal Rift is, because she did the same thing. Because I immediately reacted because the big question is where was Doria? Every, you know, where was Doria? Where was Doria? There was, there were no questions asked about how he felt about what Megan was doing about to Samantha. I mean, you don't have to talk about the lawsuit, but Mr. Marco could have given an opinion. I don't, I don't agree with what Megan is doing to our daughter, to my daughter. That's her sister. There was nothing like that. No accountability for Megan. Damn. So, I, I hope for Samantha. You know, and it breaks my heart because I really like her. She's really straight talker. I talk to her on WhatsApp a lot and stuff, and she's a really straight talker. Yeah. But I do feel that she's overwhelmed by all of this, and she has too many people speaking in her ear. And I really feel that this documentary or this interview was done mostly for Mr. Markle's benefit as a way for him to reach out. I'm glad Samantha got her say and called her out on everything, which is great. And but but I really feel Samantha has been the only one with a consistent message from the beginning. Okay. The only time that she lied was when she felt compelled to back out her dad, back up her dad when her dad said that he had met Harry and he had spoken to him. And then Samantha felt, you know what, I'll have to be loyal to my dad and I'm not gonna leave him hanging dry. So she said, Yeah, you know, yeah, he, they met each other, which is which we now know is not true. So it's it's a it's it's a I hope Samantha because you know it's a very uphill battle, and you need people in your corner, but sometimes your family can be your worst enemy, as we can see with Harry, what he did to the Queen, what he did to Prince Philip, what he's done to his brother, what he's done to everybody. I mean, it, it's it's this is a very ungrateful, entitled man. Well, Paula, I've got a whole list of questions for you here and I haven't even started asking them yet. And we're at two hours. So I'm hoping that perhaps you would be so kind as to come back. You've been extremely generous with your time today. No, thank you. Thank you so much. But no, I mean, I, I, I really appreciate this. And, and I like that, you know, I'm so let, 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 let the viewers, Paula, know where they can find you and support you, please. Oh, thank you, Sean. Yes, thank you. You can come to my YouTube channel at Paula M. You know, um, just look for me there. Um, and I want to really thank you. I really follow your channel a lot. You know, I watch, I, especially the Madeline McCann. You got me hooked on that. You have no idea. I wish you would have more guests on that. We've got some coming. We've got some coming. <laughs> <laughs> no, but uh, I love, you know, and, and my TikTok, you can go by. I do mostly the YouTube and, you know, I'm more than welcome. You know, you, you will always hear an answer from me, whether you like it or not. But, you know, the answer. But. Um, and if I'm wrong, I'm always very happy to be corrected. So thank you for well, having me. And huge shout out to Samantha Markle for connecting us. And if you've enjoyed this, viewers, please, the link is going to be in the description box for Paula's channel. Please go down, subscribe to what she's doing. There's just tons of videos. Like I said, I've got this list of questions that I've not even started on yet, but there's tons of videos down there, every aspect of what I was going to ask in much more detail. And hopefully we can do a part two with Paula soon. And also all of Ron's links are down there. Many of you, you know, Ron Thank had a you. channel. He had over 100,000 subs. He was doing work exposing heinous people who commit crimes against kids. Lost his <gasps> channel. Oh you, think God, you think everybody will be behind him, you know, with him doing that oh, work. Yeah. But loses his channel. 
and he's got a new channel now so he's rebuilding so please go yeah. down and support ron's new channel all the links are down there